Welcome once again, episode seven of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Troy Hunter, aka at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters, the Tumblers, the Facebooks, all that, like that. I am Terry Gant, aka Doc Midnight on Twitter, or Terry Space Goes Gant on Facebook. We're recording live from Third Coast Comics at 6234 North Broadway, Chicago, Illinois, 60660. <laughs> and we got two special guests up in the spot today. So let's go and introduce y'all to introduce them to y'all and introduce y'all to them, all that goodness. Go on, bro. My name is Joe Curry. I'm from Chicago. I represent Strictly Underground Comics, the Almighty Street Team. I'm here repping with um, the podcast tonight. Man, I can't wait to get it going, man. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> right then. So how can folk get get it get at you? Can they get at you some kind of way? Um, you can find me Joe Robinson Curry on Facebook, Strictly Underground on Facebook, um, Punks of Rage at Gmail dot com, um, Almighty Street Team also on Facebook. Okay. So and I'll point out that Punks of Rage, I believe Punks is spelled with an X. Yeah, P U N X O F R A G E. That's important, John. At gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. All right, word up. And introduce yourself, Jen. I'm Jennifer Bontrager. I'm uh, an appellate criminal defense attorney. Um, I don't know what to say about myself beyond that. <laughs> you really don't want people finding you on the <laughs> Don't look for me. No, don't try to find me. <laughs> people, people already have, the people who need to find you can find you. Yeah, they, they, they find me easily enough. As it happens. Yes. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right, first, so, um, what we'll do first is we'll talk about a bit of what, why we have both of these guys here, right? They're here for different reasons, but they're, they're both really talented people uh, who have really interesting stories. And I'll start with Joe, because I've known Joe since maybe, I might have met Joe in like maybe 1996, 1997, yep. when Joe was just thinking of doing comics as a career. And he's gone, like, I've seen Joe kind of evolve from this, like, young idealistic writer to this sort of, like, young idealistic, yet now somewhat cynical, yet still idealistic <laughs> writer. <laughs> <laughs> like that that transformation has been fascinating to watch yeah, so man. Joe give people your story a little bit um yeah Terry hit it I, I met him in like uh, I used to go to a comic book store and Terry worked there called um, Comic Relief then it got turned to, to Graham Crackers I don't know if you were there when those Graham Crackers <clears throat> nope I was going by then um you know I was a big comic book head I used to come in there and collect them all the time uh, Terry used to point out some stuff I should read versus the stuff that I was reading which was at that time, a lot of image stuff. Um, I was really kind of, you know, like everybody else, I was riding that image wave. You were a really, teenager. I mean, it was <laughs> it was cool. Image was coming up. Yeah, right, it was cool. Right. And I mean, it was a popular thing to get, and I was like at that age where it, it hit me. So um, I went to a show. One of my buddies that Terry knows, his name is uh, Nathan Masters. He was also into, he had, al- he had already created his own comic, and I was like blown away by it, right? And I went to a show to see him, Chicago Comics. I was inspired to do my own, so... Um, what, 1996, I started my own uh, company. I was in Columbia College, and I asked my um, my mom, my, my mom was paying my tuition. I said, for my, my fourth year, because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, I said, can I take the money for my fourth year and start this this, com- this company? She thought I was crazy, right? She's like, fuck, fuck nah. And uh, I don't know, I don't know, I'm first on here. Yeah, you get this. This is this is this is no. It's this explicitly is, tagged. So. Right. This okay. is yeah. Mature audiences. And uh, <laughs> after I kept begging and I, you know, I had somewhat of a business plan. She she, she let me do it. Um, I did my first book. It was the Huntsman. Um, it did okay, but it didn't get the response that I wanted. So I kind of went back to the drawing board. Um, we did the something miniseries. That got us a lot. That helped a lot. You know, it was 
received better than the Huntsman was. I jumped from that and did um, the Prodigy series, and that deal that did okay for us. And um, currently, I'm I'm still with Strictly Underground. I'm doing the Punks of Rage miniseries, and um, I also teamed up with a group of guys who are scattered around the, the country. We all have kind of like similar ideas and similar goals, and uh, we forced this like bigger group called the um, Almighty Street Team. We take a hero, the star hero from our universe, and drop him in this one big crossover, um, which got us a lot of attention. And now um, we 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 got we did the comic that spawned the video game. The video game and the comic got got the attention of um, this 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 director, and that director now is going to turn it into a um, going to turn it into a movie now. Okay. 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 So, so you've been you so you've been doing this for a while, doing this for a minute, twenty years now. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does your mom think that you got a good return on investment? In yeah, day? she did. I mean, I paid her back. I paid her back plus some, man. Uh, you know, that was the deal. The deal was if I if I could make it work, you know, then it would it would be okay. Okay, okay. So I made it work. Um, I was able to to pay her back, and it springboards my what I wanted to do. Like I, I didn't even know you can have a career doing it. Right until I, you know, ran into, you know, until my buddy kind of told me, and uh, from then on, that's all I wanted to do. I, you know, from that moment, and as I kept getting older and older, like Terry would tell you, my my evolution, like you start to see, you're not, you still want to do it, you're still a creator, um, but you see, you see certain things, or you see the mistakes that you've made, and sometimes you've been in so long, you see the industry actually change in front of you, right, right, and moves you got to make to sort of stay with that. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> Say the least. <laughs> That's, I mean, for a lot of people, especially trying to do, you know, trying to get their business together, trying to, especially the people who may be listening. Um, we got a, a bunch of folks who listen um, international. Uh, so shout out to them. But to think that there's somebody who actually did it, who actually like, you know what, I'm going to try this thing. You know, I got ideas. And getting out in the marketplace where it's your idea versus everybody else's. Yeah. You know, can I get my niche? Is somebody, you know, can I get my, you know, will somebody who's feeling this also feel what I'm doing? Um, I mean, how's that? I mean, is are you getting that? So you, you've been getting that response and like, so you just been graduating. Yeah, that's how that, you know, and you don't know for sure. Like you, you keep yourself humble. You don't know. Even if you had success with a past thing, you never know what's going to happen. Like, I, you know, we've had some good success with this current book, but. And we're gonna, you know, drop some more, but we, you just never know what the uh, audience is gonna take, you know, at that moment. Like I've learned that some, sometimes if I don't do a Comic Con for a while, Comic Con is I go to any one of them. It can be in. I try to find a big one and try to get a pulse of what's happening, what's going on, what people are in. What into. people like, right? Um, and I kind of, you know, try to stay in my own lane because I know that, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it, you know. You scatter yourself too much. You spread yourself too thin, especially as an indie. You only have so much money. Uh, it might not work work out. Right. Um, so you kind of find a thing that you like or the thing that you, um, you know, stuff that you like to create or stuff you want to read, and you make it. And hopefully you find your audience who feel the same way. You know, I've been lucky enough to, to, to get get that. Word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sometimes it also doesn't seem like the one of the key elements has to also be when you find an audience for book A, you have to still have something ready for them when you're ready to do book B, you know, because that audience won't always be there. That's man, that's, I learned that recently. Like I, I, I was kind of going a Tom McFarlane route of like, you know, taking one thing and trying to 
go with it as far as I can go. But uh, um, you know, recently I just I, I didn't do the current the, the C2E2 show in Chicago, but a buddy of mine uh, does a book. One of the book is it's like it's way it's like man you know <laughs> it's over the top. There's a lot of swearing in it, a lot of adult things happening in the book, you know. <laughs> so it's only gonna hit that certain crowd. But he also came out with um, what they call an all ages book, graphic novel, man, a thick joint, which is for indie. It's kind of hard to push at a comic con. You know, he sold he sold more of those than he did his the thing that he's most known known for because he had that option on the table. So I just learned that you gotta have that other. So if Punks of Rage is my my mainstay, Punks of Rage, the street team, I'm, I'm right now starting to develop something that I think this that's for kids. Or at least that, that, can, that anyone all ages, can. All yeah, ages. All ages. Yeah, right. right. Because at this point, I think in comics, we've hit uh, kind of a, we ain't even a critical mass for it yet, but there's a lot of attention being given to books and properties that don't just speak to one audience, right? There are a lot of people, even Marvel and DC have finally noticed that it's not just, you know, 40-year-old men reading comics. Mm-hmm. So more creators are actually trying to do something which, which can be, have broad appeal. Right, so that yeah. while you're doing, you got three books over here you're relatively known for. You're gonna do two others that anyone can get into. Yep. Because that way, at least now, your all your bases are covered. Yeah, I mean, because you know, uh, most shows have like a kids' day, which is usually Sunday. I mean, you know, parents come in with their kids and they're flooding, you know, the the, the show. And if you got like a book with like a lot of swearing in it, or just <laughs> not for kids per, per se. Or all ages. There'll be no um, money for you that day. Right. And I've, ex- I've <laughs> well never shown up. <laughs> I, I've ex- like when it hits you in the wallet, man. You 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 go back to the drawing board and say, okay, I you know let me fix this and do. You know, big shows aren't cheap, so that does matter. Like you really have to think. Man, about it. you know. So luckily, I have some folks who know about what I my normal things. If I didn't have them, man, I, I would have left there very sad. You know, <laughs> it would have been a, a sad day for Joe. You know. So yeah, man. So now I'm, I'm we we already we developed something already. But we had to kind of work it to get permission to use it because um, we developed some for overseas for uh, for China, an educational story and comic book. Um, so we had to ask permission to bring it over to the U.S. So we already had made it. We just got to now release it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Any idea on release date? Like, um, probably it'll probably be early, like early next year. It won't okay. be this this year. It'll probably be somewhere like. It'll be ready for, for C2, C2, E2, 2016. Gotcha. All right. For sure. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was a great question. And, yeah. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> All right. Jen? Yes. You have an interesting list over there. Yes. Of, of things <clears throat> that, that... Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, just to preface, I'm fairly sure there are no active criminals listening to this podcast. Active, Fairly sure. Active no. no. Active, active. <laughs> active no. But but if if there are <laughs> no snitching. Some no snitching. <laughs> Hot in the streets. Like if there are, as I know my people, right? Right. And there's my nerd family, I know whom all is good, right? But then there's also every so often you run across somebody from around the way or from back in the day or like a cousin of somebody, and they, they tell you a situation and you're like Hmm. <laughs> My rule is always never tell me anything I have to repeat right. under oath. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Don't nothing. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Don't tell rule. me anything ever that I will have to now tell someone else. You know, if if, if, required, if required, if compelled, I, I'm going to do what I got to do, yo. Don't tell me shit. I don't want to be that dude, right? 
But then I found out that talking to you, there are just some things that people think. And I thought were kind of like, you know, some goofy shit that I might have seen on TV a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, that can't be real. It turns out, no, it's real. All right, what do you got on your list? Well, I mean, you would, you would have me to talk about, like, like, urban myths about the law, or, like, yeah. criminal law in particular. Um, I think my favorite um, misapprehension among the criminals, at very least uh, in Chicago, is that you cannot be guilty of attempt murder if you shoot someone b below the waistline. That shots below the waistline can only be aggravated battery of the firearm, and only from the waist up is attempt murder. This is not true. This has never been true. That's a hell of a thought, I, man. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it, 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 it has never been the law. It ha what I've matters? Heard, I've heard that. And you can certainly easily enough kill someone if you nick their femoral artery or right. something. Yeah. If you've watched The Wire, you remember when they put Omar on the stand, and <laughs> and the judge, the the attorney is trying to like discredit Omar. He's like, this guy is he's he's been he's been charged with attempted murder. And Omar says, ain't no attempt murder. Really? Well what was it? I shot the boy Mike Mike in his high parts. That's all. Right? So as far as Omar was concerned, attempted murder, no. I shot the boy in his ass. You know, you can't shoot the boy in his ass. <laughs> shoot the boy period. That could be murder. attempted murder. Probably. Yes, um, but I think that's my favorite one. I can't tell you how many people have argued with me about that. Um, no, I, I shot in the leg. I don't care. You still meant to kill him. Um, relatedly, is the problem of transferred intent. Um, by that, I mean that when a person is firing a gun, it doesn't matter that you know he he intends to hit person A, but accidentally hits person B. The intent follows the bullet. It comes out of his brain to his trigger finger, it follows the bullet out of the gun, and he's guilty of murder or attempt murder or whatever, of the person it hits. It doesn't matter that he hit, that he's a bad shot. Oh, I see. That, like, some people think, well, I was trying to murder that dude, yeah. but I accidentally murdered that other dude, so I should be okay, because right. I wasn't trying to kill that guy. Exactly. Right. Like, I was okay. aiming at this guy over okay. here. Right. I, I hit this you know, innocent bystander on the sidewalk, I guess because I'm a terrible shot. Right. Because well. I want to turn my gun sideways to shoot it instead yeah. of you know, punch myself in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the Rakia Boyd kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aiming at her, so. Right. But that's another bag. Of, that's another barrel of worms. And that's also, that's got to be a common one now, right? Lots of dudes set out to do something, you know. We're very bad at doing that thing, mm -hmm. you know. We're and not, now they're like, well, well, hold on a minute. Right. We're not police officers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Man, not man. Anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> sure you hear a lot of stories, man. <laughs> Indeed, I do. Um, so then there's some other fun, one of my favorites is, um, there's somehow floating out there is the idea that the, if there, so, you know, in a, in a courtroom, there are um, flags behind the judge right. or judges. Right. Yeah. Um, one of which is usually an Illinois flag, one is usually an American flag. Yeah. Somewhere a long time ago, someone got the idea that if there is a fringe on the American flag, that means you are actually in an admiralty court, and only admiralty law can apply to your case, not the criminal laws of the state of Illinois. What? So what, what does that mean? So what's admiralty yeah. law? Right. I'm sorry, that's like um, law of the, of the sea. Oh. Like you can only be tried <laughs> by, like, you can only be tried by like, Captain Ahab or some shit. Kill Hall in the brig, baby. Which, <laughs> now you gotta go find a damn admiral. Aha, I'm good. 
<laughs> Where do you go find an admiral in Chicago? Right. Like, it, it's a, it's a, like, admiralty and maritime law is a very specific area of law for, you know, shipping. Because there's a French. Because there's little but frilly things at the Because, you're wow. right, there's a fringe That's on it. It's like, awesome. oh, it's admiralty court. That's, again, not, <laughs> nor has it ever been true. What but, the hell could have happened to make someone think, oh, dude, look at that. You see that flag over there? It's got a I'm good. Out. I'm good now, baby. Yeah. I saw I'm this good. on an episode of McHale's Navy. What do you Navy. see? Right. <laughs> like, what would come up then? You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's pretty cool. Like, uh, no, 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 I got this. I can, I can defend myself because... <laughs> This only admiralty law here applies. Right. None of you can try me anyway. Right. The friends yeah. on the flag. Right. It'd be great if you said something like that and then there's like a whistleblower and the admiral come out. <laughs> just had a stunt admiral right. just in case. Yes, <laughs> in case of bullshit yeah. break glass. Right. You know? Like a Captain Crunch looking dude. Right. <laughs> That's so a at, admiral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, just kicking it in Lake Michigan. Right. You know, today's my day at court. You know, puttering around. Yeah. You know, go up to North, go up to the Great Lakes. You guys can tell back. Troy has been to Sam's again. This is why Troy sounded kind of muffled. <laughs> <laughs> Troy can't no, help go to Sam's. I can't help it. Smells <laughs> yeah, good. Because it is. Because yeah. it is. Troy can't help it. Troy, we got to have an intervention. No, we don't. Sam's. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the fringe on the flag idea is that my, is that my clients tend to think that it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, oh, no, it was an admiralty court. My conviction is completely invalid. Open the door. <laughs> Let me out. No. Um, another very similar to the French on the flag is the idea. And this got started with, um, as my understanding, with, like, some uh, of the, like, anti-taxpayer groups. Um, the idea being to declare oneself a sovereign nation. Oh. So that... The laws of wherever you are don't apply to I you. I know a guy. Do you? Yeah. I know a dude <laughs> who who I won't say his name. So I might have to. Few, no more beer. I, no more beer. I might say, no, no. But I know this dude <laughs> got himself into a situation. And what he did is he took his driver's license, social security card, and all of his documents. He put them in the mail to the U.S. government, right? Declaring himself a sovereign nation unto himself. Yes. Right? So that... U.S. tax law, because he didn't want to pay taxes anymore. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. he, he felt like him paying taxes was illegal. Mm -hmm. The United States of America did not have the right to charge him taxes. Right? <laughs> so, never mind the fact that he likes driving on roads. Right? <laughs> never mind the fact that he's got kids that got to go to school. Mm -hmm. You know? Never mind any of these things. Right? Don't tax this dude. Now, they can tax me. Apparently, that's okay. Mm. But you can't tax him. Right? right? So, he declared himself... A sovereign unto himself, and for a while, I know that the police were following him, nice. trying to catch him driving, or like you know, like doing all kinds of things everyday citizens do, so they could like cite him, sure. you know, because he's basically I, man, being annoying, that. you know. So, but doing this kind of thing leads you to a life of sneaking around, <laughs> right? Because the only time somebody declares themselves, it seems like they want to be a grand sovereign nation unto themselves, is when you want to get away with some shit. Yep. So you've declared now to the government, I want to get away with some shit. Yep. Why should you not be watched? <laughs> the government like, yo, okay. Right. All right, we got you. If I had a neighbor who was like, fuck this, I'm going to get away with not paying property taxes, I ain't going to pay no bills, I'm just going to do nothing. Right? And tells me, watch this. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to dime them out, but I'm fairly sure I'm not helping. 
You know, because I got to still pay taxes and mow my right. damn lawn and get my garbage taken out. And well, I, you know what I mean? Eventually, it's gonna happen. I mean, that's, I don't know if Wesley Snipes did that exact thing, but he did some similar. And you know, we all know the story behind that. <laughs> yeah, he, right. Was, was he part of the offshoot, like the Moorish American citizenship groups? I, I that's, that's, like a, that's like a, a, a vaguely related idea. Right. That, and like, I, I'm not. Americans and I'm not sure if he did that. Because they, they also like to renounce their citizenship, and my favorite of which is that they try to also disclaim the 13th Amendment because they didn't ask to be citizens. Or their, 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 um, their ancestors did not ask to be citizens. Moorish American he, he government. something along the lines of, of, of something like that. Cause he, I remember he was saying, like, you know, he, so he basically you know, made a, a declaration that you shouldn't, pay, you shouldn't have to pay taxes, and he didn't. And he said right. the IRS was like a bogus... Uh, uh, you know, uh, institution, and um, you just feel like you should do it. And so, you know, we all, we, like I said, we already know that what happened behind that. Yeah, how many years Troy found years? something that just looks like crazy town. <laughs> the Moorish American thing? Moorish yeah. American government of the continental American territories. Mm-hmm. We got a flag, we got dudes in hats. <laughs> well, by hats, he means fezzes and, but, and pope hats. But pope hats. Okay. The pope hat looks kind of dope. I think I know what you're talking about now. I've seen if this the feathers, I've seen those guys arguing um, down in um, sisters uh, in here too. Down at, at the county building about like certain real estate rights. Wow. Yeah. I would believe that. Yeah. Okay. And um, they had they all wore I don't know what they look like. In there, but they all wore feathers. I'm a I'm a click on our purpose because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the internet. The divine constitution <laughs> of Moorish America. Our God, oh, you know what? Okay, you know, okay. <laughs> We're done here. We're done. I here. think this is that. That also leads to like, man, the reality of being like black people in America is that shit has been rough since the day you got off the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Has been rough. Continues no. to be rough. <laughs> it was actually rough on the boat. No, right. I'm, I'm just saying there was the some people didn't get on the boat. Right. Some people didn't get off the boat. Right. Right. Riding the boat I'm, was a bitch. I'm at least starting from I'm okay. starting from middle passage forward. Okay. Right? Because I can't go back to putting cats on a boat. Right. Right? And then the, 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 somebody put the cats on the boat. Somebody did put the cats on the boat. But people were always, there are some people who were always looking back at that point at which, aha, I found the grand loophole. So really, we should now be getting over. Now there's getting over, you should be getting over in a way that is just largely fucking fair. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't, you can't, we were talking about reparations a little while ago. You can't make reparations to a people until you stop fucking the people over, right? There's no point in you attempting to make reparations to me if you still need to put your foot on my neck, right? But there are cats who are out there constantly looking for the loopholes and documents to say, well, you know, according to this document here, which has no standing somewhere or anywhere, <laughs> like, I'm owed $3 million in, like, the entire Grand Canyon because, you know... This thing, right? Well, dude, you know, like, you're not really special. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you were in the same boat everybody else is in, but you don't even want to be a citizen. And being a citizen is the thing that gives you the right to argue, yeah. right? That shit is fucked up for you, and we need to fix it. You know? If you're not a citizen of these United States, the United States has no actual reason to do anything for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, that's just how it works. you got to at least be a citizen to claim that your rights as a citizen have been violated. You know, you can't be, I don't think there's any way no. you can be sort of super citizen well, well, yeah, well, and make this claim. Well, we do the thing where immigrants got, have, you know, they can't get 
totally fucked over legally. You know, you you know the the redress available. They have less. They don't. Right. They have rights, human rights. Right. But not the you know rights of a citizen to vote and the blood. Right. All, the all Constitution does not necessarily apply. Right. Right. The U.S. But they, Constitution. But they have human. But US they have human rights. They have human like, rights. You know, we can't just grab y'all like you want to come to America. <laughs> but I, I happen to got some. I can't imagine do. doing something where I would say to somebody, "Dear President So and So, I hereby say the United States Constitution does not apply to me." <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Because if I got to live in a country where I actually believe that every other person in this country is my enemy or the government is my enemy, I at least want the Second Amendment to apply to me. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. If I got to get from home to work and I need the police not to be on my shit, I need a couple other amendments to apply to me. You know? And at some point. At some point, I'm going to be pissed enough to vote about it. There's another amendment that's got to apply to me, you know? But if I'm just going to be yelling at the county building, for example, if I'm going to go down and yell at the county building, or if I'm just going to get on public access TV and just bitch my heart out, right? Like, <laughs> Which happens to even on public access TV, I'm using the public's airwaves. Well, and then think about it. If you're in the county, you're going to get something from the county. You're trying to get something from that county. You know, the guy argued that woman down. And she had to go get like like her supervisor to really talk to these guys. They were they were not trying to leave without their de- declared land, I guess. Yeah, it was, tri- <laughs> it was tripped up. So they wanted some chick, basically working for what chicks at the county work for, <laughs> right. to just bequeath them some land. Well, okay, which land did you say? Plainfield. Plainfield. Got it. All right, <laughs> here. here. You go. Just like <laughs> 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 what do you want, Evanston? All right, Evanston, got it. I'll give you. I can give you everything from Howard McCormick to like I don't know Main Street and Asbury. How's that? Does that work for you? Right. You know, like. Because it was a... Go in there and try to take it. Right. We can give you the I land. Mean, I mean, we can't a, enforce it, though. Right. There's another very large entity up there called a university who really doesn't kind of want you to let... Y'all work it out with them. How about that? Damn. Good job. Like, I just... Some of this shit... You, there are really people that... Yeah, Honestly. Man. I, I, I saw this in person. They was like, you know... And then I think I was in a reporter D's or somewhere, so it was like, you know, they wanted, they wanted it to be documented. You know, they wanted it to be stamped. Stamped. Approved. So they want the imprimatur of the government on, as to make far it as legit. them having some some land or whatever they were looking for, but they don't actually want the rest of it to apply to them. Yeah, really. well, that's right. right. They, they want the give group. us land, leave us alone. Right. <laughs> Which, give us land and leave us alone, on one hand, I do understand that. Look, but then sometimes then you go buy the damn land, right? You buy the land, you know, and you work out your situation. Like Montana. There's a lot of land available in some places. I was gonna say it, it's Idaho. like you can go to like South Dakota. It's like man, you can shit in, in, in Detroit. But uh, they show some houses, man, for like forty grand, look like mini mansions in, in, in Detroit. But uh, I haven't been up there in a while. One of my you know friends go up there for this uh, show up there, and they was talking about how um, you know it, it you know. Like they, they say, at certain parts of the night, you know, you don't have any like police services. No. Yeah. No. Police. I mean, they're cutting water off to people. Yeah. People who actually live there, you they're cutting water it. off. So. And, and what's funny is that he said something I thought was kind of kind of sad in a way because I was going to go up there. There's another guy wanted me to do a show up there. Um, he said that the folks who are there, who are lifelong citizens citizens of Detroit or Michigan, they don't want you to come to their city and go back and feel that way and tell that story. Yeah. The people who are there want you to have a good time there. Yeah. They want you to like not go back and say some bad things. Like my, you know, he said he said the Marriott Hotel. He said he never been in a hotel. Man, they had like they came back from the show, all of them coming back saying the Marriott. They had like warm cookies and hot chocolate. They were just doing laying out the red carpet. Right, right, right. So they won't go back and say right. 
Man, Detroit's you know, a bombed out apocalypse yeah, city. You know, I thought that was kind of, you know, they yeah. really do have pride in their city. And from what I've also seen, like, shows like Anthony Bourdain and these other kind of cats yeah. who go to, like, just kind of get with the people and see what's going on, right? They get on the ground level. And there's a lot of dudes, like, apparently, if you're into, like, urban gardening, Detroit is your city. Right. Right? Yeah. There's so much land there. Yep. Cats are just not willing to let it be given up to weeds and rats. Yep. You know? They are doing what they can to reclaim the city. The shame is the city can't support them. You know what I mean? Everybody like, they're right. making something happen. The people are living there, on like, doing it themselves while the city's coming and shutting off, like, water to citizens. Or, or, or the other thing was, like, the number of fire hydrants in Detroit that just don't function. I ain't know about that. that you know what I mean? Like, that's that's part of the issue, too, right? Like, you know, they're, the, 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 the infrastructure has fallen apart. Yeah. But the people living there... You know, are actually finding ways to work around it, and they and they and they're trying to put put that spark of life back in there. Like you know, it's it's not as bad as as Detroit, but I was in Milwaukee and some similar some parts of Milwaukee are having some some issues yeah. Yeah. that was similar to that. And they're trying to it's not really publicized anything, but they're trying to do stuff, you know, to help bring it bring it back up. They're right, because nobody wants to live. No one wants to live in a bombed out, you know, apocalyptic or, kind of joint. No, or ghost. Or ghost town, right. like Detroit and Milwaukee aren't like, seceding from the nation. The same way. You know, they're not seceding from the nation, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're still in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to make it work. They're not saying, "Well, as it happens, I now de- declare Detroit <laughs> Republic of Detroit, Midwest Camelot." You know, <laughs> and like they dig a moat. You know, <laughs> like the government can't get in. Like that's not happening. No. You know? No. It, no it, one has said this is the way that they ought to go. Well, maybe someone said it, but someone anyway, said it, it. But yeah, but. The government not city government. It. Right. But yeah, but that's a whole other. We can get that's a, probably a whole other show. What else you got, Jen? Uh, the last thing on my list is the difference between perjury and impeachment. Um, Wait. What? The difference between perjury and impeachment. <laughs> per, like perjury is an actual crime, like knowingly making a false statement under oath that's material to something at issue and is in fact false. Um, minor impeachment of, say, the police officer who's testifying that, you know, he saw the defendant in a black car instead of a dark car, like his police report says, that's just a tiny bit of impeaching of his testimony. That's not perjury. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Like if, if someone gives a I want my case to... thrown out because the cop said I was sitting in... He said I was sitting in a black car, and right. he only said a dark car in his police report. Right, right, right. Okay. That's not perjury. Right. So you, your that's case just... will not be chucked out. Because it was dark and the cop couldn't make out the actual color. Right, and now he's you know embellishing a bit in court and saying, "Oh, it's a black you know Tahoe. He just said a a large dark SUV, or you know something to that effect." Like that's, that's minor impeachment of credibility uh, of the officer's testimony. That's not the actual crime of perjury. That's awesome. And also, memory is one of these things that just kind of sucks, right? So, like yeah. you can't you can't just anybody who walked into a courtroom is like, "I remember everything like it was yesterday." And it's like two years later. Nope. No, you don't. You know, I can't remember shit that happened this morning. But theoretically, that's why you get statements at the time. Right, that is exactly why you get statements at the time. And you look back on that like, well, you said this two years ago. Right, Right. but like a cop who says, yeah, it was a black car. He only probably remembers dark car, right? Like, truthfully. He can't tell you if it was really a black car. Sure. Because he had some crazy-ass way to remember it was a black car. Look, no, no, no. I saw that it was a black car because the same. I was thinking about Night Rider when I pulled the dude over, right? And Kit was black, and your car was black, and that's how I made it stick in my mind. That cop's gonna seem crazier than your ass. You know, you can't do that. Right. It sounds like they got some bad advice. Like when they go, when they about to do something, the guy, somebody somewhere says, "Hey man, don't worry about it. If you do it like, if you get caught and you do it like this, you'll be all right." And of course, they get to the courthouse. 
or somewhere and they like the person you're going to jail like wait a minute but i say it you know exactly, exactly. apparently this happens a lot yeah you know all yeah. the time this happens a lot like people get it together yeah. you can't just shoot the boy mike mike in his hind parts <laughs> and have it not be attempted murder, attempted murder. Nope. And so you were talking before and you mentioned there was also, and I hate, I'm going to have to say it though, because it's like such a horrible fucking thing that people think this is the case. Apparently there are people out there who believe that if you sexually assault a woman, it's okay if you sexually assaulted that woman if she had an abortion, right? Is this a thing that's come up? That is a thing that has come up, yes. Oh, wow. Like, somehow. This is called some repugnant shit. Yeah, ain't it? <laughs> You know, like, wow. There's some repugnant shit right here. Someone actually thinks, and apparently maybe not like one person. People think that, you know? Yeah. Bro, throw <laughs> your ass under the gym. Remember CeeLo Green said something similar, which got him pretty Yo, much blackballed from everything. Oh, uh, God. He, what did he say? He said something. I don't want to mis- misquote the what he I said. I'll misquote him today. They, they, he came out on, and he shut his Twitter down. He shut his whole social media down. He was talking about, he, he, he was saying that he was okay to drug women. That was before Darren Sharper. That yes, before Darren Sharper. It was Sharp, okay. Yes. It was like ago, yeah. he admitted that he was putting stuff in, in ladies' drinks, and um, he didn't see nothing wrong with. It. Well, he said he said something to the extent of they they can't call it rape if they don't remember it. That's yeah. that was his point. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they can. In yeah. fact, it is still a crime. <laughs> well, he said it to like, but what makes it what makes it awful is that. He says it socially, like like he defended cause, it. Because doesn't everybody? Think what he said no, was, "This is what we're talking about." Though he said it like it was cultural, right? right? He said it like he's saying it, but it's not the first time it's been said, right? Right? In his presence, this has been discussed with other people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And some oh, those other people must have okayed it or co-signed or it. also or do or it, didn't yeah. say, or didn't, or didn't say anything. Didn't object to it, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just. Oh, including some people that who probably made music we we probably like, he probably brought it up to them and they probably went. But I don't know so, nothing about he it. So or, casual. He was casual and he was defending it for like he defended it for like hours. Do you know that? Like, think about like the the other implication of that shit too is like that means people like R. Kelly are somehow better because they just pissed on chicks when he was awake. <laughs> you know, like there's all these scumbags out there that you've been dealing with all this time and you didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, damn. I don't want to find ways to be like, all right, that dude gets a point. Because he didn't roofie nobody. And, and you know? He's, he's an that, asshole, but he ain't roofie nobody. You had folks, when he was going to jail for that, or in court to go to jail for that, R. Kelly was, you had folks, man, you had people outside the jail with, the, you know, cheering this guy with right. the signs and the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, what? Are you, you what just, the, you just, R. Kelly is a, is, a, is a known enemy of this oh podcast. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> in fact, we've been on... <laughs> Good. I think once an episode, I find a way to we, shit on yeah. R. Kelly. <laughs> I mean, I don't, hey, I don't try to, but, you know, a guy had said it to me, like, once it, when it was all in the news and the media and all that, the guy said that to me, we were all, you know, I was in my, my other gig, and he said it, he said it kind of casual, too. Like, he never did. I'm like, no. We, it was like a group of guys. It was like, no, dude, that. I mean, whatever makes you happy, but I don't, I don't. Like, you think that you get out, you go into the club and shit, you get your shoes all nice, you put your nice fresh slacks on, you good old, get your shirt off, top button swag, and then what am I, what oh now, I need, I need, I need my wallet, I need my, I gotta have my ID, I need my car keys, you know, I need some fresh condoms just in case I get lucky, oh shit, I'm missing my roofies. Then you gotta call up your roofie connect. Let me get a like, bro, can you, can you meet me, right? Oh, <laughs> like, what? I wonder what the street value of roofies is. 
Luckily, no one in this room no, knows. No, I, I don't know. I, was <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to look that up on the internet. But you can't have that in your search history. I'm not. I'm not putting that in your search history. Somebody was getting at us on Twitter to be like, you know, nah, man. I don't she know. Right, you, you get like you get no. 10, 12 pills for like, you know. No, nope. Like 20 nope. bucks. If you know this answer, I don't know if we need to know you. Tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't if you know this answer, you should get at us so that we know who you are. No. <laughs> Maybe don't advertise you're being a criminal. See, but then, I mean, but then again, but we've just given them a little pointer. Don't say some dumb shit that you think is gonna get you out of your case. I'm gonna dime your ass out. Hmm? If you tell me you got a roofie connection, I'm gonna dime you out. I'm gonna dime you out. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. When the whole we support that, we support snitching on roofie. (laughs) Motherfuckers with roofies, we support snitching on. We're done now. I, I didn't know anything about the whole Darren Sharper thing until it hit the news, and, and then they went through his whole history. I'm like, God, this dude was basically a monster. It was a monster, yeah. Man, he, and no one checked it. Right. Nobody checked it. And he admitted to it all. Like, he he said like, a, yeah. a plea deal. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, I did it. Damn. <laughs> you know, the, the things you found out, man. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. That's some evil, evil people in the world, yo. It's that's true. Just, it's Wrong ideas. I have more joke. We are we are trying uh, bagel brewing. So there's a new uh, new this there's a new Whole Foods, and they have an amazing beer selection. And one of the uh, yeah 900 beers. And apparently it, it made me it made it hard for me to pick. But I knew I wanted this Edgewater uh, brew because apparently there's at Whole Foods around the city there's beers for neighborhoods. So this Edgewater beer is a, a really nice American pale ale. It's five and a half percent, which means it's an easy drinking beer. Like you could, this is like a twenty-two ounce bottle or something like that, and you can, I can drink a few of these, and I feel a little fat, but I won't be too drunk. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world that can happen. You know, I'm enjoying. It. A customer came by, uh, Matt Barisi, who does a uh, White Dad Problems um, podcast, or yeah, pretty sure it's called White Dad Problems. Uh, Matt Barisi came by uh, the other day and dropped off a, a bottle for me, and it was delicious. So today was my first day going into New Whole Foods, you know, and I found it. And just so you know, folks, we're having it in the heart of Edgewater, Third Coast Commons. <laughs> 1634 North Broadway, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, 60660. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what's up. Yep. All right. Next topic that, that I want to talk about is something that I never thought I'd actually hear coming across my – I would never see it coming across my Facebook feed, and that was Kanye West – getting an honorary degree from the Art Institute of Chicago. Now, apparently people are really up in our... Now, this is really a divisive thing that is, in some people's minds, a non-issue because people get honorary degrees all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But for some people, it is an issue because Kanye West. Because Kanye West and... three For three things. Because Kanye West, honorary degrees are supposed to, quote-unquote, mean something. And three, what message does it send to young people that someone is getting an honorary degree for that they may not deserve or have worked for or something like that. So that was the those were the bones of contention right there. Now one quick question. Like, okay, so do the how does it work? Does the artist too say just find him and say we need to give him a degree? They invite him, <clears throat> um, he shows up, he receives a degree, but I believe there's some other form of compensation. Like usually when somebody, I think, is given an honorary degree, I suspect what happens is on the back end, a donation is made to the school. 
right? right? Which is, from what I'm understanding, the sole reason, really, well, there's two reasons why the Art Institute would do this, is Kanye West has the money to, the to make a, survi- a, 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 a sizable donation right. to the school, right? Which is great. You, and the other thing is, the school is now in the public eye again, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's already a prestigious institution, right. but for some period of time, Kanye West and, and the artists of Chicago are attached, right? So, of, of people, the argument could be made there are, more, there are artists in hip-hop and R&B that are more deserving than Kanye, and more deserving can mean all kinds of things. Personally, my issue with it is Kanye West is a man that has pretty much come out and said... He doesn't believe in books. Right, didn't read books. Right, so I ain't giving. I don't like books. I, I'm not giving an honorary degree to no damn body that doesn't believe in books. Well, and right? his first album is called College Dropout. There's another problem. Like, I mean, no. now, now that's, an artistic, art, that's an artistic choice, though, right? Like, all I, kinds I of suppose, guys. But the album is full of him saying why he don't want to go to college, or why you shouldn't go to college. <laughs> right now, and it worked for him. Right, right. Totally. But like at some point, you know. But, but, then, but then we had graduation. You had freshman. You right. had. Then he just kind of built on this right. school thing. So, Damn. at some point, you're going to see Dr. Dre get an honorary degree or Ice Cube get an honorary degree. You know, right. like Ice Cube, uh, Ice T. Like, oh. you know, all these people get awarded things and they get accolades. And their past was controversial in the eyes of the mainstream, right? right. But Thank you they did me. achieve all kinds of shit. That, so, an honorary degree to me says you're getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, effectively, right? You've done something that matters in, in culturally and in Culturally, a thing matters. Right. You did this thing. We'd like to honor you for it. And hopefully, you give us a big fat check. And our name can be attached to your name. And when I was trying to go through my mental Rolodex of, of artists and hip-hop that I'd like to see get this honor more, when I think about it as an honor, my list of people, while short, they don't have the ability to write the fat-ass check Kanye can write. Right? I still find it to be like, damn, really, artists? It's you may as well have done nothing. You know what I mean? There's, you you could have just gone to ten other people to get checks written to you to just get your damn money, but you specifically went there. And I don't think it says anything negative to the kids, you know, because the kids at the artists do love Kanye. I bet. You know what I mean? Like he's that kind of kid, that kind of dude that they would. All right, this is cool, right? Kanye's at our school, walking around in his big ass fur like coat the, and his tutu. I feel like the art institute kids <laughs> wouldn't like Kanye. Like they're much too cool for. They're much too cool and edgy for Kanye. Mm, see, it's probably go either way. I don't know. It can go either way. It can go either way. I think it can go either way. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, I don't. But I don't see somebody deciding not to get finish their degree because, ah, oh, man, my degree's worthless. Kanye's got one. You know? Well, I don't see that. It's like, like you said a moment ago, some schools can leverage that. Like I remember, I was trying to get into um, uh, what's it, uh, Illinois Academy of Art, I believe, and um, this is years ago. And back then, Alex Ross had come out of there, right. and um. And and the guy I can't remember, remember his name. He's uh, he he created the um, Mortal Kombat video game series. And man, you talking about they're beating you over the head with that. They you walk into their school, yeah, they promo. got yes, promo speech, they yeah. got it all over the place. And then when you kind of halfway heard it, you look at all the stuff when you walk you walk in, you say, hey, hey, did Alex Ross go here? And you look at all the stuff and yes, he did. You right. know, now where what are you gonna say? I'm like, oh, okay. A whole lot of cats <laughs> so, went there and. and comics in this in this town. And they use that to like leverage to you know yeah. do comics. Right. But like those people actually went to school then. Right? Oh, yeah. It's it's not like, you know, you you're you're in music school and then while you're busting your ass trying to learn the cello or the guitar or the drums or something, they're going through this master's jazz program, somebody just up and says, you know, oh yeah, and, and, and here's 
insert musician, like popular musician X, we're just gonna give them a degree. Like that's different, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not a real, it's not actually a degree, right? Yes. They're just saying it's a marketing scheme. Yeah, right. It's an association. You, you hit it. It's an association. Right. Now you can put those two names together, Kanye West Art Institute. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, but the 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 part of the the issue raised was honorary degrees. Now I account no credence to like, oh, you got an honorary degree, hooray! I, I don't care. I personally don't care. You got one, hooray! Because we know honorary degrees are, you know, the school says, hey, we want to give you something. You go, all right, cool. Here's a couple hundred thou. We're good. But this thought that honorary degrees mean more than someone says, what about the people who've worked and they're getting their masters and they're getting this, this other person just randomly showing up and like, I don't care. And I don't think the people who worked hard for their degree care because A, it's not the same degree. B, it's honorary. And as the thing, it's honorary. It right. says honorary. You know, you got an honorary doctorate. Some people who don't have any scruples will say, I'm a doctor now, but can we deal with right. that? That's a personal feeling. Right. Um, but I never accounted any kind of, any kind of prestige to an honorary. Like, uh, I was doing some research. On, Aretha Franklin has a degree at a place she's never been. Like, okay, Aretha's Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin has a degree in music. Right. From some, Cosby like, and Cosby has one. I mean, but Cosby went to Temple, so that's one thing. Right. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog has one. Sweet. Has, has a master in amphibious studies. Naturally. Yep. From it's some school in uh, upstate New York, Southampton, I believe. It doesn't matter. I remember I looking Kermit's at like one. Kermit has a degree, yo. Fantastic. What about Miss Piggy though? I don't know about Miss Piggy. I don't know if Miss Piggy got one. I mean, maybe. Mm. I don't know, Miss Piggy, she could have one from the Art Institute. I mean, I, he, I think from Piggy's point character. of view, as long as as long as Kermit's on a come up, Miss Piggy's gonna be all right. That's just true. <laughs> I mean, I think that's from her point of view. Kermit's got to get out there and make that paper, right? Right. <laughs> so Miss Piggy can be taken yeah, care of, right? You know, right. and the boas yeah. and all that. He right. Was a, a broadcast for like what thirty some odd years, so yeah. I guess. Yeah. I usually, the only time I ever saw somebody get an honorary degree, and I was like, shit, yeah, it was like Tom Skilling. Tom Skilling <laughs> got an honorary degree from somewhere, and I was like, oh hell yeah, go Tom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Everybody loves Tom Skilling. Yeah. And that's brother. Well, <laughs> you can hate him from prison. Anyway, Damn. like he's one of Enron dudes. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Tom's brother Jeff. Jeff and Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Not Tom though. No, not Tom. Tom's all good. <laughs> Tom that Enron shit was going down. Tom was like, hey, Tom was quiet. Jeff. Yeah. Tom hey, was quiet. Hey Jeff, a tornado's headed your way. <laughs> <laughs> Seek was, higher ground. Tom was bad shit. quiet. You know, <laughs> here comes the flood, brother. That's good. You see that? That, that was. Just, that was man. You talking about a sad story? But anyway, like I said, we can, <laughs> that's, that's another, that's another uh, show. That was hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, but that but that was the thing. Like, you know, basically it becomes a, a it, it just a, it became a referendum on how do you like Kanye, if you like Kanye or not, if you are okay, what do you think honorary degrees are for and what their purpose is, and why, at the end of the day, why does our institute decide to give this artist one and not, I don't know, somebody else? Turns out like Common has one from like Winston Salem. Um, I don't know about any other, a bunch of like Chicago blues people like Muddy Waters has an honorary degree. Um, a bunch of Chicago people have honorary degrees from other places. Um, but there's no, Kanye, I believe just the fact that Kanye is so young as well. Yeah. It's probably a big thing like, what has this cat done to deserve a degree? He, hasn't, he doesn't have a lifetime of achievement or whatever. But 
I think musically he does have a lot of talent. He's put in a lot of work. I, I mean, he put in a lot of work yeah. before anybody even knew who he was. And I think he's one That's of the not... worst rappers I've ever heard. But like, <laughs> as a producer, that dude's got a long resume. But what's weird is that, and as as a celebrity, which is also part of his job, is to be a celebrity, right? Like. That's kind of the real shame. I think that's one of the shames of, and something I don't really like about the situation is, he is one of these people who, who part of his job is to just stay in your face when he's not producing music, right? Now I don't want him to have an honorary degree because he's a professional shit talker. It's like giving an honorary degree to Don King. Like, I don't want that, you know? Like, no. I think he had one. Ah, damn it. Like, <laughs> no. I prefer Kermit the Frog. But you know, if you, I don't know if Muhammad Ali got an honorary degree. I'm not yeah. sure, but if, okay. Yeah, he got like, one. He got one. Yeah, he got one from somewhere in Kentucky. Where he's from? He actually kind of, you know, was in part. You know, he was part of some movements. I mean, you know, he really put his neck on the line for certain things, and certain certain beliefs. You know, he really took some risk. You know, to to sort of like put sure. himself in that public eye. Whereas Kanye West really kind of. More or less, he's irritating. Like he gets out, he says some stuff, yeah. and some of the stuff, you know, some stuff is pure emotion. There's no factual backing behind it. You can you can hear it when he's talking. Like there's no nothing behind it. You know, he's just kind of speaking. It's kind of it's not the same kind of impact that say like folks like you know, <coughs> I mean, like you know, like Cosby and and, and you know, and Sidney Poitier. These these guys who really went through some stuff, did some things uh, to to create social change. Um, I just kind of think that they just gave it to him. If it was a check ball, he just, you know, bought himself an honorary degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't dig. I mean, you can see I'm not a Kanye West fan. He wear the shit out of a blouse though. <laughs> you and, see and the, the design joint, the design joints, <laughs> the moon boots, <laughs> and the sackcloth that was. I mean, sackcloth was right for famine. Like, let me ask, let me, let me ask everybody here a famine question word. about that. Famine let me ask everybody word. here a question on that. Is it? Is he the problem for doing that, or is it the people who are buying this stuff? The, the problem, like he'll drop. Though I saw those, those his uh, his shoes, and, and I'm not. I guess I'm not fashionable enough. I just didn't get it. I didn't no. get it enough. No, 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 no. We've been over this on this show before. Okay. If people are telling you, it's like Emperor have no clothes. No one's right. told him like, dude, you butt naked, dog. No one's told him that because he's not surrounded like. Technically, people did tell him that, but those were people who are in the fashion industry already. Right. And his mama, but... Right. So he was told. He just doesn't want to hear. Like, or rather, the no, thing that I actually liked but, about him, I but, liked when he did hear what the fashion industry had to say. But he had a point, though. Yeah. He had a point that the fashion industry is racist as shit. It is. It's insular. It's insular. It resists change. That's fine. But you don't design moon boots and sackcloth to get in there. And so, I ain't gonna call him racist for not liking Kanye. No, because then I'm fucking racist. No, I mean just the fact that you can have the, the great designs and everything, but you're not. The opportunities are few and far in between. Right, because you're an ass. No, not for him. Oh, like for, okay. for designers of color, it's, it's a bad. No, <laughs> I, I, okay. Right. For designers of color, there's this right. totally document. Designers of yes. color have a hard time breaking in sure. because they don't get the chance to right. do. Right. I, I can believe that, but then how about if your fashion just kind of not that good? It's As like, it happens, that's how it goes. You're right. rich and bad. Right. Right. He figured he, he thought he could buy his way in there. He did, and he found that he couldn't. And, and then he got mad. Like I said, it's a half truth. Like the fashion industry is racist as shit. Yes. You, however, suck at fashion. Yeah. There it goes. So, right. you know, we kind of balance, you know, we kind of balance that out. That's, that's what was my, my point of. But then you did, but like, he, with the emotion, he, yeah, he, he came he, with emotion, and he, you're like, 
No, not really. Yeah, well, he had some success. Some people ran out and bought those. Remember the white t-shirts? The white tees. <laughs> Kanye did oh my god! T-shirts. They were just white t-shirts, and they cost upwards of 125 bucks. Right, 125. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> apparently that's, that's the all the targets were closed. Right. The only place you could get a white t-shirt from was Kanye R Us. And they had a Kanye uh, name tagged or stamped or something on the back. It wasn't even. It, he, it was almost like he was making a point, like. People buy anything if I put like a certain put my name, name on it, you know, and they did. He's it, right. It, 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 it He's right. Out. Now he didn't, and what his argument was that he can do that, and him and Sway and a few other folks who are in fashion, right. black folks in fashion, can do that, but they can't get into the real, the, the, you know, that that club that, that you're Paris making. Paris fashion joint. Yeah, yep. you're making like, you know, your stuff is going around the world when it drops. And he, you know, he gets certain spots, but he just can't get in that club, and he's irritated because he can't get in that club. And, you know, they, it could be a racial thing, but it, it could be. It's part that, racial and part that he's irritated. And, and not and their stuff not that good. Your stuff's not that good. I, I mean, that's what I think. Maybe I'm just too old for it. Maybe I just I don't get it. No, you know? no, there's nothing to get. See, this, this, this is the thing we 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 touched on this pretty much like every other couple, every other every other show. The fact that if somebody keeps telling you, "Oh, this is hot, this is hot, this is hot," you go, "I don't get it." You're not <laughs> obligated to get it. You can go. You know what? Emperor's butt naked, yo. That's mm. that's what I see. You guys can keep talking about how great this the, the line and the form, and I don't see no clothes on on her. So that's how I feel about Mad Men. That shit's over. I'm, I'm okay with end? that. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Apparently, Mad Men's over. I never cared. Well, I'm not. I just didn't get into it. I, I, I tried, you know, but I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get it. You know, I, I gave you like a couple. Uh, maybe like maybe three apps. I, I don't know. You know, I heard it gets better when it goes further, but. I watched the whole series. Was it better when he goes for it? I mean, I... Or were you in from the beginning? I was in from the beginning. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think there was stuff, there was a lot of stuff in it that pissed me off, just the sexism and stuff like that. But I, I really I really liked um, Peggy Olsen, or the character Peggy Olsen, and I kind of identified with her, and I was watching her, like, make her way and, you know, fight against the, the, the patriarchy and make a name for herself and be good at something and be recognized for being good at something when that was really unusual for a woman to be recognized that way. Was it the was it fifties or sixties that was that the show? It starts out in the it starts out in nineteen sixty and it ends in nineteen seventy. Okay. So sometimes it skips. Right. A decade, okay. But they, they have interesting, you know, cultural references. They've got the JFK assassination, MLK assassination, mm. um, Bobby Kennedy. Um, but they don't they don't ever make that the focus of the show, it's just going on in the background and yeah. like how people are interacting and that kind sure. of thing. Okay. I, I might give it another shot just to see. It, it was weird. The episode I saw, you saw guys taking, like, they, they get a bottle of scotch and just being being like a regular boardroom or office. They just get scotch and they start smoking and talking about business. Like, damn, you know, it's <laughs> those days. You know, I, I worked at a law firm once and it, it, his, old, his older attorney, man, he had like, a selection of, like, those liquors and, like, the, the clear crystal. The decanters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the little glasses on the side. I'm like, oh, God. You know, <laughs> I never seen them. Like, I didn't think that that happened, you know. <laughs> Not only has it happened, it's been decanted. Right. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's aging right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's waiting until noon. Perhaps. Maybe. So, I was just maybe. like naive to it all. Like I, I you know, I, I got there and I was like twenty, so I was I didn't know anything about how it worked. But like some sometimes on Fridays you will see, you know, they they be ripped, man. They be they be just the week be over. They go home with the bloodshot eyes, like, damn. <laughs> 
was a hard week, yo. I went to church, and then I had to come from church, and I went to court the next damn day, and the next thing I know, man, they're talking about a tip murder because they shot the boy in the nine parts. <laughs> oh, you're the lawyer, so you, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I, like, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not like that in my office. But okay. Some... Well, these were like, though. To be clear. Yeah. It's yes. not right. like that in Jen's office. Yeah. Right. Don't expect you getting off just because they look drunk. They ain't drunk. They only look it. No, we just, we're just overworked. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the part we go to, uh, what what are we into? Like, right. you know, I mean, this could what be... You like. you what you like. like. Shit you like. Shit you like. It could be comics. It could be books. It could be television. It could be music. It could be anything. You know, what do you like? I'll say I am loving... Uh, the Flash, like the, the Flash. I think, I think the, yeah, the show. I think the final season one season just happened, and and uh, like the final season one app just happened, and I'm thrilled with just about everything that I saw in this this whole first season. If you are a comic book fan, and you you, you if you're the kind of fan who knows lots of things about random DC superhero shit. They jammed it into this Flash show for you, right? But if you don't know anything, then the things that you still see are still really cool. You just don't know where it's from, right? Not that they don't tell you, but it's been really fun. And, and it was paced well. Like, I think that was, that's really key because you can have Gotham where they kind of drop, I mean, you know, they dropped a lot of folks in there fairly oh, early. Awful. And, and it was like, right, you, I didn't really, because it'd be dope. Episode kinda, one, I think they, they name checked like 90 people. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> Baby villains like, don't give me kid poison ivy or kid cat girl, cat woman. Okay, I see how that played in, but like every single episode, they had to bring in another young villain, another villain, another villain. Stop it. That's that was the problem I had with that. And then they was doing it for name for name recognition. You could tell that, but I think the writing along with it, they would just kind of had an angle with, with just penguin and not mention yes. anybody else. They'd have been fine. And even like drop little Easter eggs for the for the fans like. When they go to the circus, make sure it's Haley's circus, but don't have him meet Robin's parents. Right, there's no like, point in that. Yeah, why? yeah. Why? Why are you like? Why are you? It just felt like they were just dropping all these anvils of like very obvious things when some Easter eggs would have been more fun. I thought. And, and that makes the difference between a great show and a, and and like a, a, a good to mediocre show. Because now I think I don't know if Gotham's gonna make it next next season. Um, Flash is already clear for another season. And what's that silly named spinoff? Oh, the the worst name ever, Legends of Tomorrow. What well, a bad gonna, name. That's actually going to be a show? Yeah. On like, TNT? Wait, 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 wait. I think it's wait. CW. <laughs> oh, you brain broke. I thought it was going to be The Legend of Tomorrow is all those heroes from from the Flash show. In the, yes, Flash and Arrow. Okay. Flash and Arrow characters are getting their own show. On TNT? No, I think it's on CW still. Okay. Wow. Because Flash and Arrow have to appear on it occasionally, so yeah. I'm suspecting it's still a CW. You know. But that's, they did it well, because in the end, you got the payoff. Like, you was at the end of the season... You get like the payoff, and if you're a comic book fan or comic book head, you know, like you said, you could be a comic fan or not and still enjoy. It. Like for me as a comic book head, it was cool the way they put it together. They didn't just kind of throw it at you. Each each character had an episode. They fleshed them out a little bit. You got to know who they were, and now in the end, you get like the team up, and which is you know that's what's up. That's that's the dope thing. About and, and just yeah, the 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 tone stayed light. Like a, a criticism of Arrow is that Arrow is so dark. Like, even if you're trying to follow it, you're kind of half tuning out because it's a little, it's, it's, it's distractingly dark. You know, Oliver Queen, he starts out shooting, killing people in the first six episodes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know he has to back down from that because he's a superhero. What, he, how's he killing people? 
right? I remember thinking to myself, does he have trick arrows? And he shot an arrow right through a guy's chest. <laughs> Say, God, that's not a trick. <laughs> no trick at all. <laughs> you know, so they had to walk that back, and walking that back became very awkward. So you still got to maintain the tone of a dark show, because he's the dark show, and, and Flash is the light show, right? But walking it back for Arrow just fucked his credibility all up in, in, in some way, you know? But Legends of Tomorrow, I think, just has a shitty name. I'm looking forward to the show because it's got Adam and Firestorm and White Canary, Rip Hunter, Time Master, Adam. you know? Like, it's got all these dudes in the show. Plus, plus Heat Wave and Captain Cold from Flash, right? Like, all these characters are going to appear on this show. It's hilarious. Like, I, I can't wait to see this. I just need to fast forward past the credits where the name is used. Because it's got to be the worst damn name. Let me ask everybody this about if y'all follow shows or not. Like, so Daredevil dropped, right? Yeah. The, the, the series. And people immediately, immediately said when they watched it, okay, this is great. I'm leaving Arrow alone. You know, how did you, did you feel that was too, you know, you kind of, are you think there are two different, you know, things? Or do you think, you know, that Daredevil can actually replace um, Green Arrow or Arrow as far as that particular thing that you like, like the dark? Did you watch both? Did you watch it? Daredevil yet? Uh, yes, I watched it, and that was actually going to be the thing I like. Okay. Really. I really enjoyed Daredevil, even though I didn't know very much about Daredevil. I've never read Daredevil. Okay. Um, I saw that horrible Ben Affleck movie, mm. and that's all I really knew about I Daredevil. The only person that liked that movie. <laughs> well, I, my Ben Affleck, like, thing is he didn't write it or direct it. So while that movie was bad, it wasn't Ben Affleck's fault, you know. Somebody else had to take the bullet for that one. That's fair. Just not necessarily Ben Affleck. I mean, he didn't, he didn't save that shit, you know. He, he saw a forest fire and didn't exactly run for a hose. Well, he said you know? that he, he, the only reason he took that movie because he wanted to, he truly wanted to do, do a be, be Batman. I, I don't think his star had risen that highlight right. yet, but so he took, he took, he took that. But I'll say Daredevil was average. I don't think it was horrible. I might be the only one that thinks that. But I thought Electra was absolutely Got that it. was just just the worst. Like so I, I never. What did you think of the show? I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed okay. it. I consistently wanted to watch the next episode, though. I thought it was a little unbelievable how badly he kept getting his ass kicked, and like a day later he's back out there. I'm like, no, you have like four broken ribs. That's a great point. Like, he, <laughs> I think in the show I, they had an explanation for this kind of in the show. They they tried to hand wave it away a bit, but I took it as like it's Daredevil Year One, and he's really stupid. And this is my problem with Daredevil in general. Daredevil, by the show, proved himself to be Marvel's Hal Jordan. He's basically Green Lantern. He is an, he's a uninteresting boob who blunders into interesting places and meets interesting people, right? Everyone in that show was really interesting whose stories you wanted to follow. Yeah. But if, if Matt Murdock were on your screen, he's really just kind of moping about until they can either go to confession or go to punch a guy. But he wasn't actually interesting. Right. And you know, I, you're really compa- you're really interested. In, oh, damn, he really is getting his ass kicked. I guess, but he's gonna win the fight. But you really want to know what's up with Foggy. Yes, and I, I mean, I know it's just the lawyer in me. I really wanted to see them in court more often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm a lawyer ring. Watch the Superman and like Clark Kent <laughs> typing, and you're just like, wait, hold on, you're not gonna get a peel to that way, buddy. Yo, you out of a deal, kids were like, show me more journalism. That's exactly, awful. Exactly. But, but that's one of the cool tricks of, of Matt Murdock, though, is that when he's in court, he can actually tell who's lying and who's not because of you know his powers, but. Yeah, they didn't show enough of that. We, me and my buddy had a joke. We had an ongoing joke. We, we called Daredevil the, the, the Kingpin show. Because once, once he... You're not the only one to say it. I've heard that from someone else, too. Yeah. Once he appeared, his character, his that actor, that writing behind the actor, that director, 
man, I, I was I was like, Shh. I mean, they they nailed it. It was all Kingpin all the time. Man. Which, if you're a compelling character, that didn't happen to you. Oh, my you God. You know? You won't, you won't be watching Batman and suddenly, you know, like on Gotham, it became the Penguin show. Right. Right? That Easily. did happen on Gotham. But if Batman were in the show, you wouldn't be like, man, I wonder what's up with Zaz. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> this wouldn't happen. The only time, as far as that goes, the only time I, I will say this, in the Batman movie and some, sometimes in the comics, one of the villains, his chief villain over, overshadows him a lot. Like, Joker, to me, always overshadowed him. Or, or, you know, in the movie or in the comic. If he's, if the acting is good or the writing is strong in the comic, Joker is m- much more, pops more than, than Batman. Heath Ledger was more compelling in his role as the Joker than Christian Bale was using the dark voice as Batman. Right. Even, even Nicholson. As, uh, you know. Oh, fuck Jack Nicholson. Oh, you like it. <laughs> I was going to say even um, Aaron Eckhart as um, Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. Yeah. I mean, I know he was overshadowed by Heath Ledger, but right. he was still a really amazing choice for Right. I, I wished he didn't bite it at the end of the movie. I wanted to see him some more. Yeah. I, I really did like Aaron Eckert doing it. I was surprised because I just watched... I'm a sucker for disaster movies. And Aaron Eckert was just in some kind of movie about... It might have been the one where the train has to go to the center of the Earth to restart the Earth's course spinning. I think he was in that right before the... I love that movie. Because of course. <laughs> of course. That's great, it. great movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've known of Aaron Eckert. I was like, all right, that's my man from the train of the Son of the Earth story. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a train. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a sucker for those dudes. I, I, is the Earth about to freeze or get hit with a meteor or get swallowed up by a tidal wave with a tornado about to eat London? You know? <laughs> Send in B-list character actor to stop it. Yes. You know? I'm there. Take my money. <laughs> Every damn time. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. I saw the shit out of the day after tomorrow, you know. I I, I couldn't. I, I I was gonna, but I just that, that's what Quaid. Isn't I it? was like Randy Quaid, man, or yeah. Dennis Quaid, one Dennis, of the Quaids, Dennis, Quaid. the Quaid. same Quaid. It wasn't the it's the same one. There, there's a same one. Yeah, the one what? that was in the he was in. I know you're talking about the one that was in uh, Independence Day. Yes, <laughs> not that one, yeah. right? Oh. <laughs> I get him confused. Man, I don't even know who that is now either. Like. Yeah, Randy and Dennis. Yeah, I think Dennis might be the same one. Randy might be the crazy one, but I get it confused. I don't know. But yeah, well, as far as the cool thing, like let's. let's Joe, what have you what have you liked? What have you seen lately that? Oh man, was really cool. Um, What have you read or seen or whatever? What are you into? Well, uh, I'm late to it, but one of my friends hit me to a show called uh, Luther, and I just oh, all right, it's a great show. I kind of just. Went through the whole. I went through. I think it all. a legion of British fans just there's did another, a backflip no, right there. You talking about a British show? There's another season coming. He was just taping it. You really? Yeah, yeah. I know this was. I thought this was supposed to do a movie after the fact. I think there is also a Luther movie. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. okay. I, I heard that last week. There, like, there's talks of a Luther movie. Oh, but right now season four should be. Right. I think it might be out in in Britain. Man, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, sure. I gotta grab, grab that. It was like from from start to I me. Mean, you know, you just it's only. I think it's like uh, three seasons, but I, I watched the first ep and I had like I just I had to like go through it. I went through the whole all of it like quick, and it was a uh, uh, man. I loved it. Great, great writing, great directing. I love that psycho lady too. Alice. Yeah. Man, like this is a good show. It, it's the it's the thought that his sidekick or his second in command is like a you know, a serial killer. Serial killer, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But he's he, a damaged cop with a serial killer as his, that he as kicks his, it with. Who who has his back though? Yeah, so she does every time. She 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 saved that man a number of times. So it's like, and she he's helped her, but um, right, she's not in prison. 
Yeah, he got her out. Yeah, he got her right. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this this is this show. That's so that was that and um Daredevil, we we talked about that already. Um uh, let's see what else, what else? Um as far as I, I did, I was a big follower of um, the Dresden Files. Hmm. Uh, it's a I don't know if it's a book about you can you can Google it. It's, uh, Harry Harry Dresden, mm-hmm. um, written by by I think Jim Butcher. Yep. It's a it's like a maybe I think it's on book um, twelve man. Twelve or thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. It was uh, I think the the, the current one is uh, Skin Eaters. Yep. Skin, it's my skin, skin game. Skin game. And it's just a. I mean, it takes place in Chicago. It's a, a wizard cop. I mean, how, how can you not? How can you say no to a wizard cop? You can say no to it if you've seen it on Netflix, and Chicago is clearly not Chicago. True, but that was that show. I think was a bit ahead of its time. Like I know it didn't last. I like the show, but show. it's Chicago references just gonna fucking me up. Because you mean the Dresden? I don't even count that. No, I, but I liked it. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah I did like the, right. the show. Was good, but now I know people who like the books didn't like the show. Yeah. But these things never match up. So I don't worry about it. You like both. All right, good. I said, I mean, I, 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 some of the things that they changed in the show bothered me, but, and anything that pretends to be in Chicago and then isn't always pisses me off, but. Right. Um, <laughs> but just, just tape it in Chicago. Okay. Oh. But it's apparently cheaper to tape in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, okay. Make it but look I, I thought like the casting was good. For, right. For Harry Dresden. It really was. Now, I, yeah, he was good. And, and it just, some of the Harry Dresden was the dad from, uh, the dad cop from Arrow. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, it was just the, um, some of the, like, they turned, like, he has this kind of helper, I think Bob is his name. Oh, the, 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 the spirit, right, they kind of, it was jokey, it didn't look right, I don't know if it was the, the effect or what, but it's just kind of, in the, in the book, you imagine something, you know, it's just in your mind, it's like, oh my god, and the show was like, yeah, this is floating skeleton, it looks kind of like they got it in a prank shop, you know, it's just, put get that to people, so I didn't dig the show, the book's great, the show, <laughs> Troy, what do you think? There's a joint. My favorite author came out with a book last week. Um, Walter Mosley, the book is called And Sometimes I Worry About You. And um, it's the third in the series with this particular. It's a, um, it's a dude named Leonid McGill, um, lives in New York, has basically like a ton of stuff going on. Um, he's a private investigator, um, has a wife who really doesn't love him anymore, has a couple kids. Um, kids are interesting. Um, he does stuff for people, um, finding people and that kind of thing. And he always gets kind of mixed up with some other stuff going on. And his thing is that he's a really smart B he's like, says like five foot five, like 250 solid pounds and like has huge hands and like can hit things. But he has apparently this kind of magnetism and this kind of thing where people understand him and he understands people. And it's really just, uh, it's philosophical, um, talk about the nature of, of humankind. And, you know, if I do this thing, that means that I'm indebted to this kind of thing. Like, it's just, it's really cerebral. It's really, really, and Walter Mosley writes these books where, I always hated when I was a kid while I was reading like a mystery, where the end of the book it would be, oh, I could tell that you did it because this, 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 and like, but the author didn't write anything about it beforehand, oh. so you had no idea this was coming. Like you, were like oh, so you half the thing in mystery, like you, you're solving it too. Like right. you're watching the, the character, you're following. Like oh, you weren't there that time. Oh, okay. Then you're like oh, but they said they weren't. Oh, and so you and you figure like how's the writer going to bring this into the end? 
Walter Mosley always writes a good characters, great characters that you identify with, you're following, like you're rooting for them actively, you're rooting for them, you're rooting against them. But he always writes in shades of gray where there's really no overarching bad person. Like it's not a guy like you want him to die, you want him to get hurt. You realize why people do this thing. And he writes really, really philosophically. Like the person's doing this thing because this happened and he wants to get back to that. Or she, you know, assumes um, other names because she finds a thrill in, you know, making dudes fall in love with her and taking, taking their money. Like it's just all this thing where you're going, I really want to hate that person, but I can't because I get it. Oh, I really want to love that person, but then they did this thing. But why did they do this thing? Um, this is the third in this, like I said, third in the series. This was he. He averaged maybe like a book a year. I mean, he, he has a couple characters. I read the I read the book the first time. It showed up on my Kindle at like six thirty in the morning. I read that. I was at work. I went. To, I, I went to work reading it. I'm taking breaks at work reading it. I got done with it about like three. And I was just like, oh, like it is the greatest shit ever. It is, and it it, it, it it continues like it's just constant. Like he puts out a book, I'm on it. It's always a great read, um, always a great time. And so I'm maybe on my third rereading now, and it's just like some stuff. Like the first time, you just want to get the story. Second time, you want to get the details. Like, oh, you know, how do you figure this out? How did he get here? Where? And he's just really observant about stuff. So I'm just. That's that's my dude. Like he he show he writes a book. I'm there, except don't read his science fiction because it sucks. Oh my All god, right. his <laughs> science fiction sucks so hard. But he just he just he's, he's he is my favorite live off living yeah. off. Oh, well I got Walter Walter Mosley. I was just looking it up on on Amazon. Yeah, he's he's written like his stuff. If you want to start with some stuff, Devil in the Blue Dress, which they made in the movie with Denzel. Um, which is not a bad movie. Um, the, um, Easy Rollins is his first character. Okay. Um, Easy Rollins is based out in L.A. He's basically a dude who... And in Walter Mosley never writes dumb characters. Good. It's not like characters who just like kind of slog through life. And I, well, He writes characters who like reading books, who like learning things, who make things. Um, he has a character who owns a bookstore. Um, he does all this kind of stuff. So if you're going to read Spalls Mosley, Devil in the Blue Dress is his first one. Mm-hmm. The first, first book he ever wrote. Ever wrote. Um, um, and he, he has a Fearless Jones, who's like an ex-army person who basically um, does things for, you know, people live in the hood. They need like, hey, you know, I moved here from Texas and my, you know, my wife says I have a, there's a son somewhere. Can you find him for me? Okay, I'll go find him. And then you get mixed up. There's, you know, usually some corrupt corporation. There's somebody else who complicates things. Um, there's usually fist fights. There may be gunfights, whatever. But it's just, you feel it. And like I said, you never hate anyone. You never really, because you understand, like, okay, I don't like you. You got it coming. But we're going to be good. You know, we'll wait to see how you get it. <laughs> but... I understand why you do it. And he's really philosophical. Like, there's really a bunch of dealing with his deals with women. He never writes women who are just like, oh, I need saving. He writes women who were just like, I took, I'm taking what I'm, 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 a, I'm I deserve that. I'm gonna take it. Um, I'll let you have it. I'll decide. 
I'll let you have it now. I won't have it later. You need to give me this. Like he writes very strong women. Um, no, you know, no weeping willows. And it's very like everybody, everybody has their place. And he, he never writes, a, he never writes somebody who you, you're rooting, you're, you're rooting against some, you don't root against other people. So it's, it's very, it's very engaging, very philosophical theory of man. And like, why do, you know, why do people do this? Why, you know, is there hate? Why is this, you know, he deals with corrupt cops. He deals with like, you know, some people from, from Watts to New York to Texas. And like he's, he's writing all these people and they're really believable and you really cheer for them. Cool. So that's my thing. That's like, I'm, I'm, everything puts out love. So like, so that was the last book. That's what I'm into. Um, that's, that's, that's all. Yeah. That's all I got right there. All right. Awesome. Um, Jan. Anything else, Jen? Did you have uh, anything else? Did you find another thing that you might? No, not take? beyond Daredevil. Because Daredevil could take him. That's some binge watching right there. Yeah, I watched the first ep, and um, since I don't have cable, I can't watch Arrow and Flash. Um, I watched the first well, ep. There's ways. Well, there ways. I know there's on no Netflix. Too. <laughs> oh okay. or, no, Arrow's on Netflix. I don't know about Flash. Okay. Oh well, yeah. not yet. Yeah. Flash just finished the first season. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's right. But you probably got two seasons of Arrow on Netflix. Okay. No, but, like, you know, but no snitching. Right, no snitching. Yeah. Nope, no snitching. Um, but um, I just know guys who've done some things. <laughs> that's a thing. You know. But um, but yeah, but um, I watched the first episode. I was like, okay. Think about me and epi- I, can't, I don't do episodic stuff. Like, if your stuff, you know, if I have to watch the previous episode to get it, I don't really want to watch your show until you're done. Okay. Um, then I'll watch the old show. I don't. I got, you'll do an entire season. I'll do an entire season. But thing is, but with Daredevil is that people get to the last episode, like you know, you feed in for that next episode, right. and it's not coming. It's not here yet. You gotta wait a year. And right? I'm mad. Yeah. I'm yeah. mad. But I, mean, they gave you, they I gave can't you, have it. In, in a sense, a whole season worth worth of work. They did give you to a whole watch season at your at your design. And I think they figured out. I think the Netflix folks are geniuses in figuring out that now people do do that. Now people don't. I mean, there's still going to be folks who come to see whatever it is on Tuesday or Wednesday. But now, a lot of folks will wait. If, even if it's something like Arrow, they'll wait. And I had a buddy of mine back when, when DVDs used to sit. Um, <laughs> uh, you can buy a DVD. All them days. But them days back. He used to watch. He used to wait for it to end, and he would buy the, the TV show the whole thing. So he can watch it in one day. I did that at times. Yeah. yeah. Versus. I, I did it with Lost and Battlestar Galactica and just other shows that just I did with sports. I couldn't I couldn't you know I didn't have certain other kind of skills to acquire said shows <laughs> but like I would just wait and, okay oh is it out on Netflix okay cool I will just get all the DVDs and watch them all at one time yep. I remember back when I was in school at DePaul I I would do this thing where when I knew I wouldn't have any classes like we were in between semesters or whatever or quarters I would up my Netflix subscription to like eight DVDs at a time. And just get all of the show, of a show, and just me and Lisa would just watch it through, you know, because I had the time free, you know. Well, I did that. I did that once right. when, uh, when he hit me to um, to uh, Avatar, and I, I I watched like the first like the first book. Of the Avatar's first a good show. DVD, yeah. and then I was like, oh, I gotta watch this whole thing. Right. You know, but see, the thing is, I just can't. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done it since Sports Night. Sports Night, I watched religiously every time it came on. Okay. Then it ended. Then I bought the set. Okay. But see, if I'd have done this, but, but it, I just remember feeling that feeling like I need my new show and a new show. It was every Saturday at night. Okay, I got to wait till Saturday to get a new show. I just I just don't like feeling that. So 
I wait till like say I've, I've seen how people reacted to Daredevil. Like once they got to the end, they like you know fiending. Like come on, what's the minute? Come on, when they you know they hit refresh on the Daredevil page. Like uh, out yet? No. <laughs> out yet? No. Out yet? Out yet? No. No. You know what I mean? So no. I don't, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel like. So you want the whole series to be done? I want the series. I, you know, I'm fine with everybody going. Okay, you know, this happens in season two to seven. I don't spoil. I don't even really care. But I want an uh, opportunity just to watch and get it all the way done to the end. Okay. So I know, so I'm not sitting there wow. waiting on like, what happens and see, what happened? What happened next? What well, happened? You might have to move that. in next door to Walter Mosley then. <laughs> I, I don't know if television works that way. No. That's right. I don't think it until just it ends. Start and complete a series until all in it one ends. go. I get yeah. that. Wow. No, not in one go. Like I said, if Daredevil. You want it all available. I want it all available. Interesting. I want it all available. Like, yeah, where I can Daredevil be. manufacturers be like, we're going to do three seasons. We're going to give you all three seasons at one time, and we're canceling the show. Yeah. No, not even that. Like, <laughs> I'll even wait three years from now after you got season one and season two, season three, and they're like, all right, season three, you know, we're not getting renewed or whatever, whatever. Well, season four will end it. Okay. Season four ends. Let me get all the joints. Yeah, Let no, me get I, all the, the season, barbecue and the season, sit down. The season two that I'm really jonesing for is Better Call Saul. Really? Yes. I've heard of that. I, I loved that. Better Call Saul. I, I, I had to bail out of Breaking Bad, so I'm a little worried about Better Call Saul. Yeah, I mean, one of my I, friends... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I didn't... I, I watched all of Breaking Bad. I didn't love it, but part of me really enjoyed seeing a reasonably competent criminal. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. My, my clients are my clients because they make good plans. They generally don't sure. plan at all. Um, when, when they do make plans, they're, they're terrible plans. But um, I, I liked I liked Better Call Saul much more than I expected to. It was it, was, it immediately became my favorite thing on television, and I cannot wait for season two. Yeah, they they popped right. it on right after Walking was it right after Walking Dead or somewhere uh, around? Yeah, it was yes. on AMC. I know that. Yes, it was right after Walking Dead. I think. Yeah. But nope. I, I'm totally jonesing for season two of that show. Okay. The, oh, except I hated the last. I hated the finale. The last episode was stupid. They should have ended at the penultimate one, but. I'm gonna check it out now. I'm gonna get a look see. I could not stop myself. It's it's weird now because I know people who binge watch like like you know now that The Walking Dead is popular or very you know it's it's in the ma- mainstream now. Yeah. You got people who like watch the whole like I, I I was hip like when it first dropped. I'm like man, you gotta watch this show. It's called Walking Dead. It's crazy, man. You gotta see this. And now like you know people who will come around. They'll say, hey man, you know, um, in episode in season two, episode three. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I can't remember. Like I don't remember. I can't remember pieces. So they they watch the whole. There are people who yeah they, they break it down that way. I'm with yeah. you. Like, I, I don't. Know. I watch a lot of damn television. If I could tell you what episode what happened, then I couldn't do that. I can't do mm-hmm. that either. No, like, they all blend together. Yeah, yeah, they all blend together. Especially when I binge watch something, I'm like I don't remember what particular episode that was. I don't know. I watched four. Right, right. To a certain degree, I can't. Like I, you know, as far as the, the Walking Dead goes, season two is not my favorite. You know, until the end. But like you know, I I, I, I kind of almost forgot that whole season. Uh, You're pretending it doesn't exist. It didn't. That far, man. Screw that far. All right, we have the time, Trish. Like an hour and a half. All right, I think we're done. We can kill this episode. The next episode, I'll explain why I hate the Avengers Age of Ultron and we everything Marvel-related. We ain't touch on that, though. But And everything Marvel-related in a comic book or a cartoon. But why? But because why? I saw this video called Ultron Funk, and it made me hate the Marvel Cinematic Universe Uh-oh. and everything about it. I wish I wish we could everything they ruined it. No, no. See, that's a tease. Okay, that's, I know. that's a tease. <laughs> Next time, I, Next time. I gotta Next see. Time. I'm gonna see it again. So but watch, but watch that video. Go Google the video no. Ultron Funk. And I hate to no. say it, I don't even want to give no. those dudes that they ruined it. I'm out. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
why do you want to encourage people to watch something that then took your what okay what was event okay real quick what was the Avengers to to you, letter grade what was it before this 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 joint this ultra I like fifty percent of this movie before I saw this stupid video so I'd give it a C okay okay Not it was bad. at a C okay it was an average superhero movie that made me angry about some things but excited about some other things that's you know? fair so I gave Joss Whedon a double bird but I still liked half the movie. <laughs> right, I did that half the movie. And I seen it twice. I'd be willing. I was willing to still see it a third time. But it's not that the movie did me wrong. It's that I am. I've. I. I used to be this dude who was firmly at comics of comics, movies of movies, and I recognized that never it takes people. Show me. It takes right. Never the twenty show me. And it takes people who are not into comics, like you know, it takes the mainstream to come and give my thing money, so my thing can still exist. I, I, that was my belief. But sure. now, dude, bros have arrived. And they're at my party, and I want them to fuck out. <laughs> Are you gatekeeping? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm putting a big kryptonite lock and some giant-ass Amistad chains around the gate. So, no. I'm such a... <laughs> no. <laughs> no more. No more. Out. Okay. O U W T. O W T. You know, I mix. I missed the, the Guardians of the Galaxy ran. I knew I, that day was coming, but I, you know, still don't know what. We, that part, we podcast that. I'll explain both next episode. Yeah, you could. You could <laughs> there might have been a. There might have been a. I think we we might have talked about Guardians like episode two or some shit. Do you, you like Guardians? The world like Guardians. I accept I, that. I'm entertained. Okay. I didn't know yeah. anything about Guardians. Well, no I one did. Seeing it, but, no one did. But you know, <laughs> I was entertained. Okay, that's all. That's all I. I was entertained too. That's all I wanted. Like I, I never the original Guardians of the Galaxy that I knew were like the nine people from nine different planets. Yes. You know that's the ones I knew. And right. I, the, these the right. You know I didn't know about them, but I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. One of my favorite. My, one of my top Marvel movies. Watch the Honest Trailer for it. Honest Trailer is hilarious. Oh man, I gotta see that. Honest Trailer is hilarious. The one, the one for the one for Guardians is hysterical. I they somebody sent me the one for was it Superman four. Oh. <laughs> yeah, totally hilarious. <laughs> that one was really good. All one fan who asked us to do this. <laughs> I, just, I just like the I just like the, the Guardians one where he's like, yeah, we you know you went out to see a movie that you know starring a fucking raccoon and a fucking tree. tree. Why? Because fuck you, we're Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> we're Marvel. Oh, I'm God. paraphrasing, but <laughs> but that's what it was. Like you know, I, I took a girl out to see this. She like I don't it's a wreck. It's a talking raccoon and a tree. Like, I don't, but I don't you were thoroughly, you were thoroughly involved by the end of the movie. You played. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they. I got it. Well, I know when we got to end the, you know, show. But yeah, yeah, man. All right. So, all right then. Well, we're gonna wrap this shit. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> we got the wrap it up box. Damn. <laughs> all right. This has been episode seven of Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. <laughs> I remain Troy Hunter at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters. I'm Terry Gant at Doc Midnight on Twitter. Hey, wait, do we we have an email where people can actually yes. send us questions? We're gonna do that shit after they did they who they were. Oh, all right. Who are you? Oh, um <laughs> Joe, Joe Curry. <laughs> you can get me at uh punksarage at gmail.com. With an X. P-U-N-X-O-F-R-A-G-E at gmail.com. <laughs> and I'm Jennifer. And I'm on Twitter, but you don't need to look me up. Word. Okay. Word. You, you, occasionally you will see me actually. Yeah, I will I will at Jen sometimes. But never about Jen's actual job. No.
Nope. I don't need Jen's services professionally. <laughs> and nobody and nobody who listens here <laughs> should either. Nah. Right. Right. <laughs> no one. But but remember, there's some lessons taught today. We, yeah. We, knowledge was dropped. Right. Right. Do not take non-lawyers' words for what the law is. Right. <laughs> and I think we could also go with no one has ever helped themselves in a legal situation by talking to the police. Indeed. Right. Bam. Word. So you can reach us at stakes is high podcast at gmail.com. No Z, no nothing like that. Stakes is high podcast. All one word at gmail.com. Hit us with questions and comments and all that goodness like that. And um, yeah, we're on, and we're on iTunes again, right? Like uh, I don't, iTunes thing is or no, think so. we can do it through your website, the website you set up. Yeah, tell them what that is. Uh, that'd be tallblackguy.com uh, slash podcast gen, p o t p o d c a s t g e n. And then we'll from get, there, you can subscribe to iTunes. Yeah, you can subscribe to iTunes. We'll get I'll get the iTunes thing back again. No, iTunes but being it. some bitches. Look, this is Steak is Hot, the Black Nerd Podcast. Podcast. It wouldn't be the Black Nerd Podcast if it wasn't like iTunes out there being some bitches somewhere. Well, they kicked us, <laughs> off. They kicked us <laughs> off anyway. I know. They kicked us off iTunes. It's like the people can't know it. We got kicked off iTunes, and we don't really know why. Underground, son. Strictly underground. Strictly. All day, every day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> All right, we will holler at y'all later on. Thank you for listening. Holler at us, and we'll check y'all later.